Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. How's it going, all those beautiful people out there? Is everybody doing good? We're just checking in. This is Pocket Parlay coming at you for another Rewind. This one is with Lindsay Christensen. So I'm very happy to go back through this. I mean, golly, it's over over two years ago now that I think we recorded this. If my calculations are correct, um, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've gotten a lot better since then and, and uh, presenting the question and doing the show and the sound, everything. It's good to listen back to where you came from so you can kind of tell where you want to go. So I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did putting it together. It's fun to go back and, and chop something up and put it out there in a little smaller format that you can check it out. Like I said, all the episodes are now down. If you're looking for this episode, I might do uh, another kind of relaunch and bring them all back because it's like 90 days from when I canceled it that they stay there and I have to renew it to get them to come back. And you can kind of play games with it. It's 12 bucks a month to kind of flop it around, but I wasn't using the full $12 a month anyway. So I might do that. We'll see. It's, I got a couple uh, weeks until I have to come to that conclusion. But 12 bucks isn't too bad, and maybe I'll just have to forego uh, a six-pack. Oof, tough. <laughs> no, it's not that hard. I can do that. Um, anything else? Yeah, so if you saw the last episode, and I mean saw it because we did do it on Facebook with Heidi Dixon. That's right. We did that, and uh, I really enjoyed that. That was fun. Did uh, Heidi reach out to me? We went through the whole thing and it came out as a podcast on this too. So we have an option to do the live if you so choose. And we'll do it live. <laughs> uh, that, that was, uh, I really enjoyed that. That was a great episode. Heidi's just, I don't know how to describe it. I hope you listen to it and that's kind of the route we're going. I'm going to sprinkle in these little um, rewinds, I guess I could call it and still open to anybody to come in chit chat and check in with me. I mean, she did it perfectly. It's not just a one-way conversation. Come on here and ask me questions, how I'm doing. Basically, just like calling me and then just have us talking like normal, and then we just put it out as a podcast. So we don't have to do that. If you want to chit-chat, we can do that too. <laughs> we don't have to record it, but it's fun to put out there for everybody else because I think a couple people, at least a handful that I can tell, get a kick out of it. So on that note, I think uh, we'll just chop it up here with Lindsay for a little bit, and I mean really, we'll chop it up. Ready, hit it. Right. <laughs> Go to the fair. So you were involved in 4-H because your dad is involved with cattle, mm -hmm. which obviously by default, you got into showing cattle mm -hmm. at, at that. So explain a little bit about, I mean, your path to that. Was that something that you wanted to do or was it kind of like? Yeah. So my sister did sheep. And okay, um, kind of remember that I think. Yeah, I was she, pretty young. She though. did sheep, and so I always went and watched her and stuff. And one year, my dad just said, "Let's let's do black Angus." So, which we is like out. what he specializes in now, right? Yeah, feeder cattle, but black Angus are the more breeding expensive, you know. Yeah, and so we went out to um, a local place, and uh, we got to pick out what one we wanted. And my sister picked out, and I still remember this this day, ear tag 991. Wow. And mine was 690. 
That's cool. And uh, learned how to how to take care of cattle and train them and halter so, break them. And so your dad didn't have much to do with that part of it, right? Like he kind of helped you get the cow, and then yeah. and then like you had to go to like a school for that, or was it? Like- uh, we had at the time like um, a leader hmm. that would come out and show us the ropes and kind of. It was like a 4-H leader. Yeah. And so. Like once a month, like once a week, like you had a meeting with them or, or is it like they kind of set you up and say, this is like, how you do it. Goodbye. <laughs> no, they come out all the time. Nice. And it was consistent. I mean, you had to, from day one, halt to break them. Right. Train them, everything. Yeah. I mean, you did all the hard work, but yeah. when I showed up to the fair, they were pretty docile an- animals. <laughs> yeah. You could pretty much go lay against them, and yeah. like, it was awesome. So, yeah, the first year we showed, um, my sister got reserve grand champion, and I got supreme grand champion. And supreme means uh, not only uh, for the breed of Angus, but for the best head of cattle in the whole show. Wow. And so then we went into FFA, Yeah. did that. Um and won it there again, and then uh, we showed professionally and won it there. I mean, as you know all this, but, you know, back in the day, um, my dad had many ranches, and we could run cow-calf pairs or feeder cattle and then put them in the feedlots. And my dad has slowed that down and sold ranches and stuff it's a lot of work for a one-man show yeah he's always always wanted to be a one-man show you know well there's and so now he's more of a he's a broker now yeah more say i mean yes he still puts cattle on some property and feeds them and stuff like that yeah but um now you know he's the middleman he buys the cattle and puts them on people's property and then contracts to buy them back and then sells them to somebody else to put in the feedlots and, and the feedlots have really, um, with all the new laws and everything that's passed, there's it. it's a changing game every day Yeah. due to so many politics. Regulations. Yeah, regulations, yeah. politics, and some of it I don't even understand. It's just crazy. So I'm not as busy anymore these days. I used to be. Yeah, I know. Working I could, didn't even talk to you. 40, 50, 60 hours a week and working on the ranch. Now I live in the city. Yeah. And and what, so you you did mention medical field. So what is it exactly that you do right now? Like what is your, is it a career or is it a job? Like what do you feel? I love my job. So that would yeah. be a career then. Yeah. I do, I do medical records for a big uh, medical clinic. <laughs> Over at the hospital? Um, at Northwest Specialties. Building, right. Which know. is part of the campus of the hospital. Yeah. That my wife sees you at. Uh, my wife sees you more than I she do. She sees me at the coffee shop. Well. <laughs> The water cooler no, can be different work, for everybody. Yeah, it's a private practice, and it's a wonderful. Yeah, you you did seem really happy when when we, I remember in the past we talked about your jobs, and you're just like, oh God, I just overworked. <laughs> you, yeah, overworked, underpaid, and <laughs> yeah. stre- you were always stressed out about it. I was like, leave work at work, but you you stressed out. So it's good to see that you're happy though. I just went to college so I could play basketball. <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> And as soon as that was done with, my mom got me a job at Sacred Heart. Yeah. And never knew I wanted to work in the medical field. And work, she got me a job in the ER and I worked there eight years. Yeah. That was the stressful still, time. <laughs> amazing. But yeah, I still have friends. And yeah. 
people well, I work with and st- still good friends and your friendship was like pores with forged over the stressful part of being in that environment though. Yeah. It's kind of like soldiers. Like, I mean, no one can understand it unless you're in it mm-hmm. kind of thing. This is how I, I felt about yeah. it. That place is stressful. Boy. But yeah, it's like, I went to college not knowing what I wanted and then my mom got me that job and I was just like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. And now I'm out of college. <laughs> How do I go back and pay for yeah. it? Yeah. So if you could have done it in, in reverse to go to college for the medical. Yeah, I would have. I would. I love. I'm intrigued by. You think about going back to school at all? I do. Do you? Yeah. I would. Would, it, would it help you like move up where you like in your job you're in now? Would it push you to the next level or? No, I just like I. It's just fascination that one makes you want to go back. I see how like physician assistants and doctors want to become doctors and you say, how can you do that for so long? But it's the human body is so intriguing. Yeah. And like I've worked at, you know, urgent care and mm-hmm. ER a primary. Yeah. And now I'm at a specialty and it's just like I've learned so much from every single place I've worked at and it's so intriguing. <laughs> You know, like what I was trying to get to is I thought I knew everything because I've learned from so many different places. And, you know, my parents said that I could dribble ball before I could walk at my brother's practices. So you're around basketball your whole life. I I mean, I always felt like that was something you're like, hey, want to go shoot hoops? I never really thought anything. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, (laughs) whatever. Yeah, I think I started in second or third grade. I thought. I knew everything in high school and college is a completely different game. Shot clock, three point lines a lot farther, <laughs> you know, um, discipline. Wait, does, does the three point move in college or is it when you get the mm-hmm. pro? I thought they moved back. No, it's back. Is it? Yes. I'll have to double check that. Yeah. I don't think you're right. All the, all the basketball I watch, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's a little bit farther. Okay. But, I'll um, take your word for it. It was just a totally different game, and I was just like, I went from this high, high to like, oh my gosh, like, I'm a freshman, college, and it was an unbelievable experience. Humbling, would you think? Yeah. I mean, that's why I had to quit everything I knew like, with my horse and cattle yeah. and everything, because we actually had to condition before school from seven to eight. We had a conditioning or weightlifting class, and then we went to school from eight to four. And then we had weightlifting. Yep. And then we had practice. So it was literally like 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> I, I thought I, I broke re- my back. I don't remember this story. Yeah, I rolled I like a rag doll. Yeah. And I, I was face down and I and my helmet was stuck in the wet sand. Wait, 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 back up. Like, so you're, you're going like you're drag racing, right? Yeah. Straight as an arrow. Yeah. What, what, what did we miss here? I don't know what you happened. I was blacked out. Then I. <laughs> I think I did a wheelie and didn't didn't know how to get back down. In second gear? Yeah. Uh, my to power run. band. Yeah. 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 First gear and in a um, second and then I don't, pitches I don't up. know. I just, I was going fast for a long time. I don't remember this. Yeah. And I rolled and face down and I, remember you I thought my back was broken. It was so hard to pull my knees up. Mm. And then they said, you're tough. You're tough. Well, we're going to go finish riding. Wrong. You go back to the truck. And so I had to go, you know, from the beach to the second parking lot over the whoop de whoops to the first parking lot. On your quad? Yes. Standing up, bawling in my goggles. Oh. And then we all crammed in a Tacoma. Oh, my God. 
And I said, take me to the hospital in Florence. And they're like, you're fine. Did you go to the Florence one? No. no. And then I got home and told my parents, taking me to the ER. And they're like, you're fine. <sighs> and I, feel, I feel like there's a moral of this story of like, and then I you, drove are, myself. you are tough, but you, and I had the, the little, my BMW had that little, uh, I had a what, five speed or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. So I had to shift with all my tor- ligaments clutch. in my legs little. and everything. Yeah. I never went back and played basketball until I coached out at Triangle Lake years later. You don't know this person, so that makes it even better. Oh. Hey there, this is Kevin, one of Kyle's coworkers. Um, I believe he said you grew up in Triangle Lake. Do you have any cool stories about the rock slides? Oh. Yeah. So. So first of all, where is the ranch in correlation to the rock slides? Like if So the ranch to... is in Blatchley, right across from the high school. There you go. Okay. So you have to pass see it. the ranch. Yep. Go past the lake and then the rock slides. So for my experience and my friends and the community, people that live in Triangle Lake don't go to the rock slides. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but you've been though. Only during the winter. So you you haven't participated in no. the sliding on the rocks. Okay. No, it's, it's freaking hard to even get down to the slides. Yeah. I, I think they've maybe changed it up or put rocks and stuff, but I know that it's been so long, like 20 some years, 25 years. <laughs> but you had to crawl over these rocks and go across this huge log with the water running and it was super stressful. I, think I, I like yeah, I crawled they, like a baby across it. I think they've cut like a pretty decent trail. Okay. Because they have like in the parking lot, ADA compliant, like handicap. I've seen that. Yeah. It's See, weird. Yeah. And it wasn't paved then. Yeah. There wasn't a bathroom there. It was just a little gravel pull off. That's how it started. Yeah. The locals did use that and then yeah. it got big and then everyone in town found it. Yeah. So it. I only went down during the winter. Me and my best friend went and checked it out. So I've only been down there once. Yeah, but you saw the long line of ambulance going out there. Oh, yeah, or being life lighted in. Mm, I've heard a lot about that. We actually, uh, um, this summer, um, some of our nurses and uh, doctors were actually said they were going to go out there. And just to see where they're getting all their patients from? <laughs> yeah, they just wanted to see it. <laughs> Don't get too yeah. high just from just walking look. down there. Just look, yeah, oh, there's um, that too. And actually a kid had like, uh, jumped and hit his head, mm. which is so common, and yeah. knocked himself out and drowned. But life lighted out there. But yeah. our doctors and happened to be there and helped out. Like warning, uh, rocks are very hard to yeah. slide down safely. Well, they're slick. Yeah, that's, they have all that. Yeah, but I heard people like standing up, sliding yeah, down, they, like they, skateboarding. Yeah, like, they like on their feet go down. That sounds like a bad idea. But yeah, we had so many. Yeah, when I worked in the ER. Because they would actually, the Lake Creek fire would go down there until Lane Roll would get there. Mm-hmm. And then they would take them to the track, which was right in front of our ranch. Yep. And so that was where uh, oh, the light always the landed. The helicopter yep. would always land right in front of oh, our ranch. Yeah, and someone's having and a bad they, day when you see that. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's really the only open place. So I mean, no, you, I have never went in a bathing suit. <laughs> I have never went fully down there. But you used to spend a lot of time at the lake. Yeah, I, I know the lake that. for sure. Yeah. So yeah, locals don't go to the rock slides. You think just the outreach of friends and family and for for your father. I mean, him obviously being okay and getting better probably was a big part, but 
Yeah. Um, it was just a, it was just a hard time because it was all these all these things of, and I still deal with it to this day. I mean, it's been three and a half years. Yeah. Um, one of the things that always goes through my mind, and no one else would understand it, is on the Hall Road house, and you know how the house was on the hill, and yeah. you had to park down below. Yep. But my dad would come down with the cattle trailer and park, and I either was with him or come down, and he'd say, I race you to the house, and he'd have a suitcase, and yeah, he'd have cowboy yep, boots and race me. Yeah, yep. or briefcase, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, not suitcase. Not suitcase. And, like, those things, or these are flashbacks that happened right immediately, at, right when his stroke had happened. And it's these things that came back to me, I don't know why, hmm. of even when... um I would go out and shoot at the gym at Triangle Lake when it was closed. I would have a key and go shoot. Yeah. And he would pop in and say, throw me the ball at three point and shoot it and make it. And I'm like, these are things, I know those were childhood things, but they're things that he'll never be able to do again. So. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's a hard reality that, I mean, I see it in my parents too, that they're getting older. I mean, you're, they're your heroes growing up. You, you, I mean, we look up to them. Yeah. So. It's just my dad doesn't have a nine to five office job. Right. He's a rancher. Right. And so the time you got with him was. Precious. Yeah. And so it's hard for him to ranch. <laughs> I mean, he did recover. He, he could have been dead. He could have been completely. He had left side paralysis. Yeah. And he had to stay in the hospital over a month and do oh, rehab. I remember that. From 730 in the morning to about 330 in the afternoon. One day he just said, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm done. I quit. I'm, I want to go home. And I literally, I went every day. Every day after work, I would go see him. I eat dinner there. And one, I just said, you still haven't walked me down the aisle. You yeah. still haven't seen me have a child. And you're going to give up. And I said, you've always pushed me the hardest to become who I am, never give up, give a hundred percent. And I said, this is everything you've told me to do. And I'm trying to tell you that now. And I said, if you want to give up, I'm done. And I said, I won't come back. And I left and I didn't come for two or three nights. And it really upset him because it hurt me that he was going to give up on his first struggle. And hmm. so he called and said, I'm so sorry, and I'm going to work as hard as I can. And looking back on it, people say, you know, you really probably saved his life. Yeah, easily. Because he was going to give up with the rehab and live that life the way he did. So I pushed him. Well, I mean, he pushed you, you pushed him. I mean, that's that's what you'd want out of your kid, yeah. I feel like. Because that's, that's what he taught me. Yeah. Never give up, fight. Never get up, because he never, never, every time I got bucked off horse, get back on. <laughs> yeah. Every time I got trampled by a cow or a bull, get back in the, you know. Yeah. Get back in there and work the fence, <laughs> you know. Flashback.
Don't worry about it.